All right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. Sometimes we do a little bit of an intro, have a little casual conversation, but tonight is not going to be one of those nights because we have a lot to get to. I'm back, too. Vacation, man. I, You know what? I came back from vacation just in time. You know what, though? It's like This is the ev- week. Everything is going to be stealing your thunder, so... <laughs> you, know what, you know what's funny? I go on vacation, nothing really happens. I come back, and all heck breaks loose, man, this week. Yeah, there's there's just a little bit for us to talk about. So this is a Michigan football podcast. We do yeah. cover things about other schools in the conference and college football, but we try to keep things as close to Michigan football as possible. So that's where we're going to start off with. And then, of course, there are other t- conversations that we're going to have towards the end of the uh, episode. But we're going to kind of go in chronological order as well because this was a weird week. Yeah. To say the least, man, this is yeah. This is, this is a crazy week, isn't it? Oh yeah. Uh, so actually, <laughs> I've been reading up uh, so much stuff about what's gone on today because here we are Wednesday, <laughs> and obviously uh, there was the uh, the stuff that came out today that we will get to. But I'm having a hard time remembering everything accurately what happened earlier in the week, but. Where things started, let's let's go with that. Uh, where things started this week with insane conversations is that uh, Wilton Spate was quoted saying something. Um, I think he said it recently that he was uh, bringing up something that was early on when yeah Wilton Spate playing. yeah when Wilton Spate was playing for the team. Yeah. Uh, so this wasn't reported a long time ago. It's just that it happened a long time ago, and then he was talking about it like this week or last week or something like that. And so it was reported recently. And so Wilton Spate tells a story about how Jim Harbaugh tells him essentially not to eat chicken because it is uh, un- considered a nervous bird. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So... Um, I'll let you start the conversation because I kind of like have a, I have an interesting thing to say that I don't think I've heard anyone else say. But uh, right. Craig, what your your reaction to this, and then we'll get to kind of like the phase two, which was what the other quarterback then kind of right you know, followed up with. Yeah, there's a lot kind of going on here because they're kind of all related. So if you can kind of imagine this, which is a little weird, so it's kind of tough to keep up with this but you're right Wilton Spade I believe on a practice field or something and Jim Harbaugh just kind of talked to him and you know and I think Wilton Spade just kind of said you know that uh, Harbaugh said that you know that in this type of sickness is injected into white meat and and that's why he eats beef and pork and and that uh, he believes it and makes people kind of like I don't know like nutty i guess or whatever and that it's not good for you and so that's why he said and that's when he said to wilton spate that he finds the the bird a nervous bird and you know in a way it makes me laugh because in a way it is 
if you really look at it on the physical level, you know, from the outside looking at a chicken, it kind of is a nervous bird. I mean, he's not off. It is a kooky thing to say. It's something I would say, right? But, you know, that's just Jim Harbaugh being eccentric. But, you know, it is, it, it's a funny thing. And I, and, you know, I'll kind of get what I think about the whole thing about Wilton Spate saying it. But the whole thing is odd. But that's Jim Harbaugh, man. He says weird stuff. And I, and can I see him saying it? Oh, yeah. I mean, do I think uh, Wilton Spate making it up? No, not in the least. I think Jim Harbaugh actually did say that. And, I think maybe they chuckled about it. So, but um, nervous bird. I don't know, man. I'm a Chick Fil A guy, so I kind of like chicken. I eat a lot of chicken anyway. So I'm not sure Jim Harbaugh would like me very much anyway. So, uh, let alone play for him. But uh, yeah, the whole thing was weird. Just to think about it. Yeah. Well, uh, this is this is what I'll say. I've got a couple things to say with this. Uh, one, people are saying that it was, uh, whatever you want to say, like an analogy or just an example that I was using on the whole thing of, you know, being like, dude, you need to get your crap together and play better and Mm -hmm. was kind of making, uh, a joke of it and saying that it's because you eat chicken, but it was more of that, uh, comparison of, you know, you're nervous out there. You need to stop with the jitters. It's not right. really about what you eat. It's really about like just kind of like telling a story, comparing, and and we do know that he tells weird stories like that because if anybody yeah. watched the Amazon Prime series, he talked about the whole thing with carrying his baby down the stairs. You remember that story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I totally forgot about that story. Right? Yeah. yeah. So he he is known for just telling weird stories and doing weird comparisons. So first of all, I think that's a legitimate thing. Uh, actually, uh, what might first need to be said is that. Wilton Spate told the story, and I think maybe he even said, uh, you know, uh, Harbaugh believes it 100%. I don't know if he came out and was just kind of like, uh, what was it? Harbaugh is kind of a crazy dude. I, I don't right. Maybe Maybe somebody was just saying that flippantly. Uh, I don't know if Spate specifically said that. But this is the other thing that I want to say um, is that, if, it, if that term was used or if that's the way it came across where it's just like, you know, Harbaugh is kind of a crazy dude or Harbaugh is a crazy dude, people can say that, especially mm-hmm. in sports, and it's not a negative thing. I, no. had a, I had a JV basketball coach that was a crazy dude. <laughs> like, right. But it was – but actually I uh, probably attribute uh, – I wouldn't say so much now, but my wor- – uh, physical work ethic that I carried on from the end of high school through my college career, I attribute to him, but he was a crazy dude. And that's probably part of the reason why it was able to, you know, get me to change what I was doing was because of how unique he was and how he helped me with things. And so, especially in the sports world, you can say somebody's a crazy dude and that's not a bad thing. Again, like I said, I'm not sure coaches right now. I mean, there's Yeah, a lot of nutty stuff going on, right. So I'm not here saying, I I, I was trying to look it up to confirm. I'm not here to say that Space specifically said the word crazy. I think somebody maybe flippantly just kind of like threw that out there in a conversation they were having about it, saying that essentially that's what he was saying. But anyway, so even if that's what people were interpreting, saying somebody's crazy isn't always, you know, necessarily, quote unquote, a bad thing. But here's one thing that I don't think anybody has said. I could be wrong. Okay, but let me see. Uh, before you say it, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna 
I'm going to say, I think I know you're going because I might have tweeted it out. Uh, maybe you did, but I, yeah. I don't I don't think so. Okay. I want to hear that. This will be interesting. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So sports is known for a lot of things, but there's one thing that you hear the weirdest stories about in sports because of one thing, superstition. People, players will not change their socks. Players will not change their underwear. Players right. will change their clothes during halftime or something like that or do, huh. or yep. wear their hair a certain way. Players will not cut their hair. Players will grow the beard out during the playoffs. Yeah. Players will do X, Y, and Z because some of them are superstitious. Right. Even me. I mean, everybody knows on social Twitter that I'm known for leaving the room and Michigan seems to do well. <laughs> yeah, so you do bring that up a lot. I get a lot of social media people saying, Craig, are you watching the game? And I'm like, yeah. And they go, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. So we're losing. We'll get out. <laughs> so, right. I give what you're saying. Right. And that, that's true. So, yeah, I'm so, so it's just like, so I don't understand. And so, of course, I mean, Spate had room to clarify this. Harbaugh hasn't said anything about it from what I've seen or anything. But it's just like, would it be so, so, so far-fetched to say that, Harbaugh is just even superstitious with it because what's wrong with that? Okay. I mean, it's, right. it's just like, as I was saying, the other things where people don't change, don't wash their Jersey, don't mm-hmm. uh, clean their socks and all those different things, you know, sports are a superstitious, oh, is yeah. a superstitious yeah. field air arena, whatever you want to say. So if Harbaugh, just wants to be or is is truly I don't think he is. I think he was using it as uh an ex- one of his weird examples uh like the Amazon Prime baby carrying story. Um but even if he was and he's he could just simply be superstitious with it, which is no big deal. But so a national social media with uh sports social media turns it into the biggest thing. And this is where it comes in. Okay. If Michigan fans want to talk about it all they want, it's like, okay, whatever, no big deal. We're talking about our coach. But the thing is, everybody gets mad at Michigan. Everybody gets mad at Jim Harbaugh. Everybody gets mad at the Michigan fan base because we're hyping up Jim Harbaugh and we're making the big deal out of no, right. out of the small things. We had nothing to do with this. The nothing. sports media took they- it and threw it into... The fire. It's clickbait, man. Oh, yeah. And then everybody ate up. Ohio State fans, Michigan State fans, SEC, anybody and everybody. Every single – Reddit, college football, Reddit, um, Sports Illustrated, Fox Sports, ESPN, you name it. They were talking about Harbaugh, talking about chicken. Yeah. Well, think about this. And you're talking about their coaches. Look at their teams and their coaches. It's not like boar fest. They can't, they, there's nothing there. You know, there's really no personality. You're going to do Saban. Saban says the same thing every time he yells at the media for asking a question and he gets pissed at them and that's it. And that's back to him doing business. That's all Saban does. But you get Harbaugh who always says some wacky doodle thing. Is that, that's a cool word in there. But 
And he says it, and he gets all kinds of play. And, you know, it's just they love him because it literally it's clickbait. It gets a lot of people to listen to their shows. You and I know that for sure because Jim Harbaugh will say pretty much – they pretty much can do – can't do really do anything. The media is all over him because that's the very case. Is it's Michigan versus the media almost, and then it's Michigan fans versus the media because they really don't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, but well, I mean, there there are different things to talk about, and other things that came out today prove that point. Even right. though some information that was out today wasn't out. Chicken about Harbaugh. Yeah. So if it, you know it wasn't going to get any play, they would do it. Of course they did. Yeah. So if, if to all, and I know that they're not listening to our show, but this right. is the thing that I'm thinking to everybody out there who says I hate all the Harbaugh hype and all the Harbaugh media stuff. Yeah. It's not our fault. You, We can talk about it all day if we want. I mean, I don't really know of anybody that's putting it in the face of other sports fans other than the media. So if you want it to die, stop caring about it and stop clicking on it. Right. <laughs> if, if you as other fan bases outside of Michigan, even though Michigan probably has the largest one, if not the largest fan bases outside of if you just want to count the whole SEC as one fan group because basically they are. Um, Michigan has one of the largest groups. So yes, of course. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at how numbers work, analytics and those kind of things, it pays dividends to put things out there that will get the most hits. So you put it out there for the people who are going to have the most interest in it. Fine. Whatever. I get that, but it's not that more than the Michigan fan base is latching onto this crap and doing stuff with it. Right. So before I go down too far with that road, let me ask you a question. Yes. Let me ask this question. Let's go in. I'm going to ask you. All right. That's an interesting point you made. It's not the one I thought you were going to go the road you were going down, but let me ask you an interesting question that do I believe Jim Harbaugh believes that? Yes. Do I believe the superstition that follows Jim Harbaugh about the chicken thing? Yes, I do. But also let me ask you this. Is there any way that you can see Jim Harbaugh saying it's a nervous chicken. Do you think that he's saying that in a way to say, if you're eating that, maybe that's the way you're playing, (laughs) you know, that if you keep continue to eat a, you know, chicken this way, that's why you're a nervous player. Wilton Spade. And because in a way it's kind of true because in the pocket, he was nervous. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think that. Well, I think that ties into my my outlook it's of the subliminal. Is it a subliminal message to Wilton Spate? Like it's a nervous chicken. That's why you're nervous in the pockets, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I can see him doing that too. <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. I think that ties in both into the story of he was using it as an example, right? Um, totally. and, and went around it in a very peculiar way. But also, I think it ties into the idea of the superstition. Yeah, where it's just right. like, dude, maybe you should just stop eating chicken because the chicken's a nervous bird, and right now your play is <laughs> nervous. You're running around the pocket like a chicken. Right, right. It's exactly what I thought, man. And I go, wow, is this a subliminal message to Wilton Spate? Like, dude, you're really running around, clucking around the pocket like a madman. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. So, yeah. So before we get too far with this, because we do want to keep moving along, this conversation kind of continues because then somebody tweets out, um, a Michigan yeah. fan tweets out, 
uh, in reaction to this whole thing because people see people latched on and were thinking that Spate was throwing Harbaugh under the bus. Really, yeah. honestly, at no time I, I really thought that. Did you think that? No, I did not think that. No, I actually saw it. And I th- I think that he probably had a, a joke about it. I'm not exactly sure why. Michigan fans were thinking that he was ripping on him. I didn't get that at all. It's a classic thing where the media took something that they knew was going to sell. Right. And they took a small snippet. Yeah. And it exploded. And I don't think that that was Spate's intention at all, personally. Right. I don't know I, Spate. Likes, I think he likes Harbaugh a lot. I do. Yeah, I, I think I think he's got respect for him. And, and he went out and he clarified it later. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And it was a really good tweet. I mean, he really, I think he clarified it very well. Yeah. So. And now, now I don't know exactly with this and everything, but uh, he wasn't the one who put the story out there. He wasn't the one who started it. Somebody else reported it. It blew up. And then when he went on Twitter, maybe the, the first time he was on Twitter, uh, he said something. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was after he was on for a while. I don't know exactly. But anyway, right. so that kind of plays into this part because somebody goes in uh, with the negative reaction to it, thinking that Spate was doing something to dog on Harbaugh, saying, uh, quote, whole players turning their backs on the program, end quote. And then John O'Corn picks up on this. Mm, man. Uh, which... Uh, he then goes and says, it's not the program or school we don't like. Mm, That's man. quote. Quote, it's not the sc- program or school we don't like, end quote. Uh, John O'Corn. So then that blows up. Wow. Yeah. And um, and so he, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken from what people were seeing and everything, and I, I don't dig a whole lot with some of this stuff because, you know, I leave the players be. Especially, uh, but here's part of the reason too why I didn't do a lot of digging. O'Corn's gone. Yeah, Spate's gone. Technically, yep. this doesn't really matter. I mean, unless they straight come out and say Jim Harbaugh is the worst person ever, or he's a terrible coach, or you know he he lies, uh, he cheats, he's doing all this terrible stuff. You know, unless they straight out come out and say something, it's kind of like it doesn't matter if it's an opinion based thing. It doesn't really matter because they're gone. They're done. I mean, yeah, sure, it doesn't paint a good light, but just like, honestly, it doesn't matter, especially with football right around the corner. If this right. had just happened when they were done and left, it'd be like, okay, I can see that they waited until they left, but now this is kind of happening right now. And like I said, I don't think Spate did it out of spite. Huh? No, I Spate, don't. Spite. I don't. Yeah. But, uh, but O'Corn, you know, yeah, there, there's some story. <laughs> yeah. So here's some questions. So then later, yeah. um, uh, after I don't know, uh, a couple of hours, um, he, he John O'Corn quote said my earlier tweet had nothing to do with, uh, I think specifically Harbaugh or coach or something like that. End quote. So, uh, no other explanation with that after a couple hours, Mm-hmm. So now, I'm I'm not going to get into this whole lot. I'm not. We we've talked about how we don't really get into personal opinion about players unless we like them or have positive things to say. Uh, but just in this situation, um, I'll say this much: where Wilton Spate, somebody else reported it. Then when he got online, he said something about it. John O'Corn was online and he said this. I would find it hard to believe that in the couple hours he wasn't on on social media at all. Mm-hmm. So as somebody pointed out, they said he had ample time to immediately say this tweet is not about Harbaugh. Right. 
But he didn't. Nope. It took a couple hours. <laughs> yep. Yes, it did. Um, and then on top of that, somebody did some uh, deeper digging and pointed out something that he liked Jamel Hill's tweet. Yep. About one more reason to root about Jim uh, against Jim Harbaugh with Rooting the whole chicken right. thing. Yeah. So somebody else goes out on a limb and says, hey, you know, just because somebody likes a tweet doesn't really mean a whole lot. I like a retweet something that isn't necessarily positive about the sports team I support just because, you know, whatever, you know, use it, for example. Like, there are multiple reasons. But yeah, like you find that funny. It, it's a oh. little bit too ironic <laughs> that you go. Right. All within one day. Yes. He likes the tweet. He sends his own tweet. He waits hours to clarify about the whole Harbaugh thing. And now here's another thing, though, too. We've noticed this from what John O'Korn has said. We saw in the documentary. We've seen him say different things on social media. He does not like the criticism. No, not Um, at all. And you can see it on all or nothing, pretty much. And Spate doesn't either. But well, uh, yeah, those I, two didn't get along, anyways. Yeah, and neither of them liked the criticism. But uh, I'm talking about Corn right now, right. Uh, just for this context. Uh, so he doesn't like the criticism. So I don't see how, in any way, other than the negative reason, that he would go out of his go out of his way, or I don't know if you would say out of his way, but go ahead and like a tweet that is negative criticism, neg- negative criticism about his immediately former coach yeah. unless there's something behind it. If he is essentially saying, I don't like it when people criticize me, I don't think it's okay. If, um, if he is basically saying, uh, if somebody's critical of, of me, it's not okay. But then turns around and says, Oh, somebody's critical of my coach. I'll go ahead and like this tweet. Yeah. Especially like, somebody how, who... how, how does that mentally right. work? That that does not that does like not compete Hill. to me, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not just liking somebody; you're liking Jamel Hill's tweet, who is adamant hates Michigan. She's the number one hater of Michigan. So, and it's what it's and it's somebody who's got over got about a million followers. That's crazy. So, you know, get you're gonna get get it. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna notice it, and somebody did so. Yeah, now now here's something else though too. Like retweeting to me is completely different than liking. Right. Like if he retweeted it, it would have been like, uh, oh, okay, I get it. I retweet some things when people are dogging on Michigan because it's like Yeah, this, you want you well when you retweet, you want other Michigan fans to know. Yeah. Sometimes. And, and then we also it, do yeah. Yeah, it goes up your timeline, and you want people to respond to it. It's almost like gathering the troops. Yeah, I rarely ever do that, but I right. see that perspective. But then right. also something that people do is um, they'll retweet it so that the players can see it. And it's just like, hey, you know, you need some fuel for the fire. Check it out. Okay, so there's that. But uh, so I, I just I just don't – it does not compute to me how that cannot be in the negative tense. Right. That that yeah. came across. So I don't know if you have some other perspective thought that maybe was. I'm just saying that's my opinion. I'm not going to come out and say what I necessarily think of him personally or whatever. But in this situation, that is what I take away from it, where it's just like this does not have a positive vibe to it. No, it doesn't. And, you know, it's been known through uh, Michigan circles that O'Corn's kind of been 
Um, not exactly too happy with uh, sometimes with Harbaugh or even the Michigan fan base. So, and, and yeah, I mean, you make a point that Wilton Spade and O'Corn's gone. Yeah, they are. So are they irrelevant? Well, to Michigan football now, yes, they are. They moved on, and you know they were average quarterbacks. I mean, obviously Wilton Spade was a little bit better than O'Corn, but O'Corn was just a disaster. But yeah, I mean, and he got a lot of heat. Here's here's the deal. I think though, here's what's happening, and it's kind of twofold. Michigan fans really crushed O'Corn after the Ohio State game, I believe, and or his play during the year and he got ridiculed and he got really crushed. And so there's some, you know, and you and I know perfectly darn well that when you tweet at, or you're going after a quarterback directly after a game and he just played bad all year and the corn did, he was terrible that. Yeah. You can criticize him and say, yeah, they were all God awful and I get it. But if you go in directly saying, you know, you should, you know, you know, you should die. You should, you know, things like that. That's extreme crap. Michigan fans shouldn't be doing that. It's ridiculous to even remotely say stuff like that. And I think, like you said, I don't think O'Corn likes criticism. So he was really getting it from the Michigan fan base. And we're talking probably millions of it. Um, and there's millions that like him. So I, you and I know directly that we've never said really anything bad about O'Corn. Yeah, it's his play was bad, but the personally, no, we didn't really go after him. But there is one thing, though, as I think he took that to heart. And so he, instead of saying, hey, you know what, I played bad, sorry about that, Michigan fans, and just left it at that and went on with his career, he actually, after that, said, okay, you know what, I'm going to throw a little bit of uh, uh, gasoline on the, fi- on the fire, and I'm going to tell Shea Patterson that, he shouldn't come to Michigan and that's fact. And that right there, Michigan fans got wind of it. And that pissed off Michigan fans royally that he actually is stopping recruiting and recruits to come to Michigan because of that. That's right. There is where I'm going, man, you don't, you're playing, you're playing with a fan base. That's really energetic. And sometimes a lot, uh, real pricks at times. Yeah, we know that, but Man, when he did that, that just started a firestorm within people not liking O'Corn. And now you're seeing it with these tweets. And that's what I got out of it is he doesn't like the fan base. I don't. Yeah, he might somewhat like uh, Harbaugh, but he definitely doesn't like uh, Michigan fan base whatsoever because, you know, we can be brutal, but we're also loyal. And and I think Wilton Spate handled it much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's good to point out. There's there's just too much that that doesn't resonate well with that. There's just yeah. too much for me to think that wasn't that. But that again, I mean, we can only say opinion really at this point because there's no fact. It's really, you know, him saying what he says and whatever, but I mean, and then, you know, if you want to move on to just say proved where he he responded a couple hours later after that one and saying this has nothing to do with Harbaugh and from my uh, mentions I think I proved my point that that's a direct hit at Michigan fans that's exactly what he means he doesn't like Michigan fans he hates them you can pretty much tell from that so yeah 
well, one thing here to get uh, in before we kind of go into the transition here. Uh, we I, we brought it up. He liked Jamel Hill's tweet about essentially she was saying uh, as if you needed one more reason to root against Jim Harbaugh. And it was just the fact of him saying the chicken is a nervous bird. Maybe Wilton Spate, you should stop eating chicken. You know, <laughs> essentially that thing. And she, and so she's saying that this, this yeah. is what kind of baffles me, man. We're going to have a long episode tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is what baffles me where it's just like, you will take time to say that essentially what this is coming across to me as is that how you want to, uh, judge a person uh, the criteria that you want to judge a person on is first and foremost what team they root for like okay this this is this isn't hard information but this is just kind of like a generalization for this you want to judge them by what team they root for work for play for whatever mm-hmm. after that you think that the next most important thing that you need to judge somebody on is what they ha- their opinion on chicken that's number two so then if you want to go through all this different criteria probably this is where msu priority is slash jamel hills priority is let's go all the way down to something like number 48 then they might start caring about how they judge a person on their own personal views on domestic violence and hiring somebody or having somebody on their staff that they know is uh specific with domestic violence Hasn't brought that up, doesn't care about judging somebody or saying anything much about that. Then after that, at 49, let's just go ahead and throw in their their views on uh, rape issues in college athletics. Yep. Because of the whole thing that happened at their school. Lots of it. Yeah, and then 50, let's just go ahead and 50, and uh, then we'll just go ahead and put in their, their, they'll judge a person finally at the end on racism. Right. Because it's no big deal if you go ahead and let somebody else back on your football team because that's okay. But but right. watch out. Somebody says something weird about chicken. Like, how how do you get that? Right. Well, that just tells you that, that right there is why the culture in college sports will continue to be the way they are. With assaults happening all the time and nothing gets done about it because you got a fan base and you've got people who are diehard fans can't bring themselves to say, you know what, what is the right thing to do? It's beyond my love for the Spartans or MSU or what's going on that I'm, it's going to cloud my judgment on what's the ethics during that. And when you have assault, rapes, uh, violence and things like that happening on your university for years and you do nothing about it and you bring up, I mean, you, like you said, that was a perfectly good one talking about. And you bring a guy who's actually known for saying racist things on the back to on your team, and yet you're worried about talking about tweeting out Jim Harbaugh and chicken. It's just it's deflecting. What it is is a deflection off of what's happening at your school to deflect it back on Harbaugh because he is clickbait. She knows that. That's why she says it. Yeah, and and well, that's the thing too, where it's just like. You know, it's uh, you know that would be so different. It would if it was reverse. Oh yeah, no doubt whatsoever. So it's just like you're not you're not even like. And of course, I don't know everything that has been said, 
Um, but I, I but I've seen some of it and everything, and it's just like you're you're putting this this light on this dumb. It's not even an issue, this dumb topic, but then you don't even really want to honestly break down and judge and say that you have a problem because you're saying you have essentially you're saying you have a problem with it. One more reason to root against Jim Harbaugh. You're essentially saying you have a problem with it, but then you don't really honestly come out. Yeah, you were kind of like uh, there's if you go through and read read the thread she did on. um, Yeah, I did. Rashke about coming back on the team. It was very passive. It was like, ah, well, this, that, you know. It was a long while ago, and it was years ago, and, you know, this and that. And it was, like, kind of very give excuse after yeah. excuse on it. It was yeah. so so passive. Yeah. And then and then the whole thing, uh, I, I now this, I don't know everything that was said about and everything, but I did not see a lot of judgment uh, from her on the whole uh, Nasser situation and everything, I don't right. know with that, uh, and it's very likelihood that I saw more about this whole chicken thing because obviously Michigan fans are retweeting it more than they may have about her talking about the Nasser thing. But it's just kind of like I, I didn't see a whole lot with that, so it's just like what? What? I, it just I know it's not really the priorities. But that's mm-hmm. essentially what they're what they're kind of showing, and it's just like really you're you're gonna. And then there was nothing, and I'll say this too, because this is gonna lead into the next part of the conversation here, the next um, half of the episode, is that then the stuff happens with Ohio State, and yeah. I really did not see anything with that either, right? And so yeah. it's just like, are you like you're really gonna say that you have a reason to root against a coach because of an opinion on chicken? But then right. you don't even have the gumption to say anything about when a coach uh, deals uh, keeps somebody on staff with a uh, history of domestic violence and abuse and things like that. You don't even mention that. But then here's this. Now, of course, every day is different and maybe something else is happening. But she tweets that out. What was it yesterday when the whole chicken thing happened or maybe the day before? I think it was Monday. Okay. Well, the day it happened, she tweeted out about it, didn't she? It was the yeah. day of. Okay, today is the huge thing that we're about to get into with Urban Meyer and Ohio State. Yep. Uh, Just before I got on here, unless I missed something, unless maybe she said something when she was on air or on TV or something, she did not say anything on her social media page. (laughs) And so it's like, are you serious? that You you know, let me ask you something. If this was happening to Harbaugh right now, what Urban Meyer is going through, you don't think she'd be tweeting out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're baloney. Yeah, no, this would be like... Oh, she'd be saying yeah. at least... She'd have at least 100 going for the day. Yeah, and she was on social media. Like, I saw something with that. I don't really stalk her, uh, stalk her or anything, but I did jump oh, on oh. there before we got on to see what was going on. And so it's just like, what? what is this? Like, so you just want to report... So you're essentially saying it's more important for me and me being a sports reporter to go ahead and talk about somebody's opinion on chicken rather than talking about uh, coach allowing to have someone with a domestic violence history uh, on their staff in this whole situation that could be one of the biggest stories in how many years right that you don't think it's a that it's important in your you know job title of what you're supposed to discuss to discuss it the day of it happening but the day of it happening that someone's talking about chicken that that I have to talk about right away. Right. 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 Exactly. And you know, yeah, and don't forget the fact is actually you got a 
a kid that's come back on your team for racial, you know, problem, you know, saying some stuff. And, you know, instead of actually tweeting, you know, she has a lot of power on Twitter. She has a lot of followers. And, you know, and you can do good for that. You can actually tweet at that kid and say, hey, you know what? Why don't you go get help? Maybe talk about why you would say stuff like that. Um, You know, do some good. Instead, you tweet about Harbaugh about a nervous chicken comment. It's just – you're right. Your priorities are jacked up. They're screwed up. That's why – and you're supposed to be almost – people really look to Jamel Hill as the Michigan State spokesman at times because she's one of their biggest fans. And yet you use it for that. You wield your power, I guess you want to say, your responsibility on Twitter towards that instead of saying, hey, you know what? Michigan State has a lot, a lot of problems. We have a lot of problems we're going to have to clean up, and I'm going to try to do my darnest to use – the Twitter or the people that follow me to do good, to do things that make to get Michigan state back to being a great school. And yet she's not doing that because she'd rather talk about Michigan and chicken. It's just, yeah. it's jacked up, man. I, I, I can't, I can't understand it. It makes no sense to me. Like you said, and, and nothing being said about urban Meyer. Obviously the news broke that um, he's being a, uh, uh, leave of absence getting paid as a leave of absence for his uh role in the whole uh one of his coaches in domestic violence and yeah it's a sad day but you know what this kind of stuff has to stop and you know and for her not to even comment about is ridiculous yeah she may have said something on on radio or on tv or maybe she said something now i don't know but yeah that was the situation now before we get too far in talking about the Ohio State stuff, we do have voicemails. So what we're going to do here is we're going to actually use this kind of as a transition point. So we have a couple voicemails talking about the Wilton Spate John O'Corn situation. And then I think the last one uh, is pertaining to the Ohio State stuff that happened today. So we'll listen to these, we'll discuss them, and then we'll use it to uh, transition into the Ohio State topic. So let's go through here. We've got five separate ones, but they're from three different people, so we're going to listen to a few here. Yo, man, this is Stephen Brown. You already know it. I'm going to get right into it, man. Forget the Big Ten media days. We know there was a witch hunt. I'm going to use a lot of this time to talk about John O'Corn. <clears throat> you know what, man? As you up before I start, let me calm down. As you all know, I was caping for dude. I mean, I I was one of his biggest fans, especially before the Purdue game. <clears throat> Wilson Spate is just not that good. Um, I thought O'Connor was the answer. I see he wasn't, and now he's on this rant. I don't know if he's blaming Coach Harbaugh for him being trash or not making the NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL. Doesn't matter, man. I just don't get why somebody who was given an opportunity to play for one of the most prestigious universities in America is liking tweets by Jamel Hill, talking about Michigan, and, and, and sub-tweeting about the coach. The coaching staff didn't, didn't make you suck. Like, you, you suck all on your own. I don't know if it's, you know, hereditary or what, but he's just a, like, he and Wilson Spate, man, these guys are just garbage quarterbacks. Like, I mean, you have no one to blame but yourselves. But you want to sit up there and 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 go out to the coaching staff, not not just coach Harbaugh, the staff. Like they didn't make you terrible. 
you were terrible all on your own. They tried to make you better. Now, granted, Michigan did have some issues, offensive line being the um, number one issue, but that was rectified when Ed Warner got there because Drebno was trash too, and I'll continue to say it. He's not going to make USC any better. But the audacity of John O'Corn to do that, and he wonders why he hadn't gotten far because he's not good. When you look at the Ohio State games, I mean, other games where he's played, the guy's just not good. Like he, I mean, he couldn't read. I tweeted this. He couldn't read a defense. If he created the defensive play, he still couldn't read it. Like, this guy, this, this is weird, man. Like, and I, this is just a rant. I'm so sick and tired of people coming out to Michigan, but it's cool. When they start winning, we're going to see what happens. But John O'Corn, if you ever listen to this show, my name is Stephen Brown. You're garbage, bro. You're trash. And I don't want to hear that you're a kid. you you like 23, 24 years old. You're a grown man, homeboy. you taking this today. You're garbage as a quarterback. I don't know how you are as a person, but matter of fact, you and Wilson Spate, you're both garbage. Y'all grown men. Both of y'all over 22. You're grown. Wilson Spate, you out in UCLA, you're garbage too. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm not holding back punches. You come out to Michigan, you come out to my coach, you've got to catch it. I'm sorry. Now, I'm not saying Michigan is perfect, but good grief, man. Like, take some responsibility for you sucking. And Wilson, you too, take some responsibility because y'all not that good. Go Blues. Preach. Hit the fire. <laughs> Man, yeah. All right, here we got we got another one from him uh, immediately right here. I think he uh, calls right back then. Hey, it's me again, fellas. Listen, it's part two of my rant, and it's not going to change on O'Corn. Now he wants to put out a tweet talking about uh, – well, just it's really another sub-tweet. I don't know if he's talking about the fans who supported you until we realized you were trash, and then saying you weren't talking about Coach Harbaugh. <laughs> But but still, man, this is the, this is, these are the optics. You you're retweeting a, a Michigan State alums tweet about Michigan. So not only were you lying about not talking about Coach Harbaugh, which you were, you were likely talking about the whole staff. And if you weren't only talking about them, you're talking about the fans who supported you after you showed that you're not any good. Like this dude, man. I mean, man. So, I mean, these people need PR representation. And like you can't be that dumb, bro. That's like Scooby-Doo cartoon dumb. You can't be that well. Apparently he is. So, O'Corn, you know what, man? Let me calm down. I'm glad he's gone. The guy is – no, I'm going I'm, to I'm rip back up again. The guy is garbage, man. Garbage. Waste management, BFI, whomever. He's trash. You want to – you make this about Coach Harbaugh. You make this about Michigan. Michigan is not the reason you're not any good. You didn't put in the work. You didn't put in the energy or the effort to be good, and you want to blame Michigan. That's why scouts didn't look at you. This guy actually said he's the most NFL-ready QB. I know you wanted to go to the Browns, but nobody should want to go to the Browns that bad. Like, to, to, to just be trash, to be replaced in two years? Like, good grief, man. I mean, I thought the most NFL-ready QB was Josh Rosen. Personally, that's just me. and I'm, I hate UCLA. I hate everybody outside of Michigan. Well, I hate is a strong word. I, I I love Michigan. Everybody else doesn't exist to me. But dang, man, to say to is it Coach Harbaugh's fault that you didn't make the NFL? I mean, you can't even play pickup football, man, without throwing an interception, man. Like this dude, man, Craig, Caleb, man, I love Michigan. I just love Michigan, man. I'm very passionate about Michigan. But these dudes, these dudes, they said he just stopped talking, man. Like. You know, it, it seems like when people leave Michigan, everybody has something to say. It's not Coach Harbaugh's fault you're not any good. 
the staff, they over-evaluated. Most of those guys weren't good anyway. I don't know who recruited O'Corn, but he was given every opportunity. And the guy's just garbage. He's literally garbage. Uh, I don't even look, I know how a kid can look at John O'Corn and want to be like John O'Corn, like as a quarterback. I mean, <sighs> go blue, man. All right, Stephen, thanks for bringing the fire. And when I say preach, I say, you know, if somebody's coming out after Michigan and everything and somebody gets fired up and calls them out and everything like that, by all means, go for it and everything. And I love that he was sharing his personal opinion and thoughts. I love those uh, uh, passionate voicemails and everything, and Stephen's always a great one to hear from. So. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't always have to agree with them and things like that, and there's times that we won't. But you know what? The thing is, there's some key points that he did make in talking about, um, you know, and you, when you watch that all or nothing, it's pretty telling. If you, if any Michigan fans hasn't seen it, I I really would say to go and watch that because it is telling on on certain levels of Wilton Spate and O'Corn, especially those two, and this kind of this self entitlement at times that you saw with O'Corn, uh, not necessarily with Wilton Spate. But with a corn, he kind of felt that there's this um, uh, that he thought, you know, at times that he was better than he was, and and even when it didn't work out, like he had a great game with Purdue, and then it maybe went to his head, and then after that, I think things kind of went wonky with him, and it went in his mind, and you know, and I thought, you know, he made points where he, he at times he thought he was better than he was, and it just wasn't working out, and. Like you said, I think when you think you're self-entitled, that means you don't put in the hard work. You don't really want to try, and you're kind of checked out. So, Yeah, and, and I did agree with him on a lot of things. I, I would probably say it in a different way because uh, – yeah, Steven, though, man. But that's Steven. So, yeah. Yeah, I got to love it. So uh, I do, <laughs> I do got to laugh at this a little bit. We use Google Voice for the uh, voicemail system. And yeah. it tries to tra- uh, transcribe everything. Mm-hmm. And for John O'Corn, it wrote it out as General Corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. Right. That is uh, pretty cool. Okay. All right. Moving along, though, here's another one that should still be about, like, the kind of John O'Corn one space situation. Uh, we've got two voicemails here from uh, one person. So, Hey, guys. It's Kirby. Just calling in, checking in. Not a whole lot of football, actual football to talk about, but I wanted to talk about a comment on um, the the vocal on Twitter yesterday afternoon slash evening and John O'Corn's tweet and the comments. It's actually he was quote tweeting response to somebody who was talking about whole players turning their back on the program, which in and of itself I get I get why I get that he posted he has the right to make that response anybody has the right to tweet um I I think he totally baited the fan base into the risk and he got the response that he knew he was going to get based off of the tweets that he got all season last year he totally baited the fan base something like 218 people commented and 90% 90% of them were atrocious, horrendous comments talking about he's a chump and then nobody likes him except his parents, which 
just nasty at telling them that they wish he was dead. It's just terrible. Um, I think he got the response he knew he was going to get. And initially, I thought he was talking about Harbaugh, and I realized that he was talking about the fans. I went back and I deleted my tweets because I, I, I didn't tweet at him. I subtweeted him, I guess, and talked about yeah, – I don't want to talk about what I talked about. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. It wasn't, it wasn't atrocious, but it wasn't, I admit it wasn't nice, and I wish I hadn't. That's why I deleted my tweets. But um, the wrong, the, bad, the nasty response, they're just bad. And, I, I, and he tweeted later, look, I told you so, basically. I got the, re- I got the same response as I knew I would. So, I mean, it just, I don't know if he was doing it for attention or the, the reason that he was doing it, just to, to say, I told you so. But he got the responses that he knew he would, and it, it, does not, it does not make the people who responded look in a very good light. I don't know how to say it. There's no way you can police that. You can't police Twitter, obviously. Everybody has the freedoms within reason, I guess. You, you know, people get suspended, but... Um, you got to think about what you're going to say when you talk to kids like that. It's football players, man. You can't, how it looks to not just the people you're talking to, but everybody who reads it, it's just bad. It's just bad all around. All right. And uh, we've got a second part to this, I think, from him. So here we go. It's Kirby again. So I, I should. I, I hate when I ramble, but um, I knew it was going to take more than one message. Anyways, it's just bad all around. I mean, you can do Twitter however you want to do Twitter, but when you respond to somebody like that, calling them, saying that they were never Michigan men and that they, you know, I'm sorry. I saw the Amazon Prime show and what he did. Just, just. What he did for Larry Prout Jr. alone makes him a Michigan man in my mind. And when you tweet nasty stuff directly at a player like that or a former player, all it does is makes it easy for me to who to figure out who to block or unfollow or mute. And I really don't feel bad about it. You know, it's my Twitter. I'm driving the bus and I say who gets to ride and where they get to sit and that's it. I mean, that's my mantra. Anyways, not like I said, there's not a whole lot of football to talk about. I, I actually got started watching Canadian football on Saturday. Not the first time, but I saw a game. It was not bad. It's not college football, but it was football. It was fast. Anyways, I'll be watching that till the regular college football season starts in a few weeks here. And that's that's it. That's my comments. That's my feelings. That's my opinion. And uh, I'll talk to you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Go Blue. All right. Thanks for that, Kirby. And, yes, by all means, get football when you can, how you can. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. But you can, right? Yeah. So interesting thing to say with that one because a uh, very different perspective because you even heard it in exactly what he said. Uh, but also that's something that we haven't talked about yet that we yeah. talk that we talk about quite frequently is the negative side of fan reactions, the negative side of the fan base. Um, yeah. But uh, 
But yeah, he because then he had a different response about even saying uh, he said kids, didn't he? Yeah. When referring to the players, so different yeah. perspectives. Yeah, it's tough because you know he is, you know, twenty in his twenties. So you know, I'm not exactly sure where the kid thing falls within that. I think you're kind of an adult at that time. But you know, I'll, let me say he did make a really, really good point. I didn't even think about this. Was um, the fact? Um, let me think about what he said um, about the fact is him baiting us. And I, I believe that. And I think that's a great point because I think that's exactly what a corn did. I, I think that's what he look. A corn played the, he sent out, look, look, how do you bait people? It's pretty simple. What you do is you bait by sending out cryptic tweets and how do you use cryptic tweets? You send out things that make me, I could have read it as he meant, I thought he meant the fan base. Okay. Yep. Now Kirby could have thought I, he means Harbaugh. A lot of people thought it was Harbaugh. I didn't. I thought it was a fan base. So when you send a cryptic tweet, it means other people read it differently. So I read it differently. He read it differently. And so that's what happened. That's what exactly what he did. And then he baited us, and then and then he got the responses he did, and so it just says, "See, I told you." That in itself makes it sound like, in a way, a corn is immature to do that. It's just oh, it's yeah. immaturity. It's an immature thing to do. They even go, you know what? Watch me. I'm going to bait them, and then I'm going to show the world this. That's just it. Shows me that you're not over Michigan. You're not over them, good or bad. You're not over them. We're trying to get over you, but yet you keep baiting us in, and yet I don't get it. Why this dude isn't – he's done with Michigan. Move on with your career. Yeah, you, you didn't play well against uh, in some games, and I think Michigan fans were pretty brutal at you know at your play. Um, that's what happens. You know, like he was saying, you, you can't parent, parent tweet or tweets. You can't go around telling people to stop. You, just, you, just got, you got a bunch of jerks, and that happens. He should know that. Jim Harbaugh and the team should tell him that. Look, you're going to get – if you play bad you have a bad game, you're going to get it on social media. That's part of the game. That's why I actually, for getting rid of social media during the season, he probably should have too. Everybody should. That would be me. If I was playing, I'd get rid of it. But um, but that point of saying he baited us makes it sh- show, yeah, he's right. He baited us. But it also shows, shows the immaturity in this player – into he's playing games with the Michigan fans and that right there is just, I'm like, look, you're getting what you're getting. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, well, so then if that's true, then that's a total troll move. They're totally and, troll and move. if that was his plan, then honestly, his, got- his troll game, the level the, I mean, because if, if that's really what it was going for and how successful it was and, and I'm going to, I'm uh, you, you call it bashing or whatever, however you want to say it. Um, that move makes it look like he's better at trolling than he is is playing football. Right. To, nice. to straight up say it, then to straight up say it, like if that was really the ten, but you played better on the field of social media than you did on the actual playing field. Yes, okay. but here's this: either way, it shows a negative vibe. Yeah. Like, whether it was for the fans, whether right. it was immaturity, or whether it was against Harbaugh, that move was a negative move. 
So I will then go back to the whole thing they did with the Jamel Hill tweet, yeah. and I will say everything that he's done uh, dealing with uh, fans, social media, you brought up the Shea Patterson thing, all that negativity makes yeah. me still feel that there was some stuff to do pertaining whether it was directly or in the back of his mind or whatever, because he didn't say it's not the program, it's not the school, it's not the coaches. Not Jim Harbaugh later on, right. Yeah, he said Jim Harbaugh later after he had ample time of hours of seeing all the responses of fans attacking him for saying it was Jim Harbaugh. He didn't come out. Because, see, if I said something, and now, of course, I'm not him, and I don't respond to it like he does, but if I said something and somebody mistook it as me saying something negative about somebody else that I don't have negative things to say about, instantly I'm like, holy crap, I don't want that person to think that. Let me fix this. Right. He let right. that stew. He let that sit. Of course he did. He let that simmer. He did, from to me, shows that he doesn't care. Or he didn't care. So, that being said, but to finish this all off before we jump into our last voicemail to trans, uh, to move along to the next topic, I do want to say this, as always, and keep it as brief as possible, we do not um, support the concept of people pl- uh, tweeting directly at players uh, in any negative uh, shape or form. If you tweet out about it and use and like just say their name but don't tweet at them, I mean, whatever. We do that. We say stuff right. like that. Uh, as far as like, you know, their gameplay and things like that. But coming out and, you know, like some of the things that Kirby was saying, how they were saying, you know, uh, they were saying some pretty terrible things. You know, we don't support that. We don't condone that. We, we know that's a very small part of the Michigan fan base that does that. Um, but I did want to say that because we hadn't really touched on that, and Kirby brought that up where it's just like there are there are trash fans out there. Every single fan base has them. The bigger the fan base, the more chances you're going to have of having more people like that. the top. We know that. Yeah. So we, we do want to mention that before we kind of move along and end this. So um, And move to the next topic, which we will use this voicemail to – get the conversation started. So here we go. Let's listen to this last voicemail. What's up, y'all? Man, this 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 Steven again. I know this is my third call, man. I thought it was over after the Michigan State stuff. Uh, not my bad. John O'Corn. My bad. John O'Corn stuff, but but Ohio State said hold my beer. And man you know, and I don't know if it's I think it's Craig uh, or Caleb, one of y'all, the one that, that follows me back, man. You you you're getting real good with your with your medium game and your Jeep game. That's what's up. I, I mean, your page is, is comedy now, but dang man, like you know, it's not it's not a laughing matter. First of all, that women are being abused like that. That you know, that's not funny. What's funny to me is how all the fans of Ohio State. The ones without common sense are taken up for this guy. Like, and they're, and they're, they're, it, it, you just got to see Twitter. It's pretty sad that this is what society has become. But enough about that, man. Um, hopefully, I don't know what to say. I, I, I want Michigan to beat D'Antonio and Meyer, but I think I think Meyer's probably going to lose his job for this. I mean, it's not like he's been the beacon of morality since he's been a coach in Utah. There's not a whole lot to do. When he got to Florida, we all know what happened there. And now he's at Ohio State, and you know it—it's—it's it's, it's a really bad look. But 
Man, it's just, I mean, I'm waiting I'm waiting for later on the day of tomorrow to see what's going to happen with Michigan State. They're always in some stupid stuff. I mean, they can't let the sun go down without doing something crazy. But, man, you know, it, it's just it's just been a bad week. Meanwhile, in Ann Arbor, you know, another scandal-free day for Coach Harbaugh. But that chicken, though, you know, you don't want to eat chicken. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how people get their rocks off by talking about a coach who does nothing really wrong. Well, I'm not saying he's perfect, but we don't hear about scandals or anything in Ann Arbor. We hear about, you know, two big quarterbacks who couldn't get the job done and are mad because they couldn't get the job done and are blaming Coach Harbaugh. But other than that, you don't hear a whole lot about this guy. He's quirky. He's not paying players. You know, he may be a little weird. Say say some weird things sometimes, but he's not covering up assault. I mean, maybe that's the way to go. I know they're saying nice guys finish last. Sometimes last place may not be a bad place to finish. I'm just saying, go blue. And old corn, you still suck. Oh, I'm sorry, I was laughing during that. That made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's some funny things, man. I'm like, I was laughing. <laughs> just going, it, it, it's so true, man. We just touched on that, talking about the the just even today. You're seeing Sparty fans come out and just laugh at Michigan because we're talking about Urban Meyer and the whole assault. This is like beyond. So let me get this straight. If any rivals of Michigan are in the same conference as Michigan, we're not allowed to talk about assaults, right? Or be against it or be like, it's like ridiculous. I mean, it's, I've never heard that in my life. It's like, oh, look at all the Michigan fans chiming in. All right, when, when are we supposed to? Texas? Let's say Texas has problems with assaults. Can we chime in then? Heck, it, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, Michigan's got one of the biggest fan bases in the country. That's why you're seeing so much. And yet to actually say that Michigan shouldn't chime in on this kind of stuff is ridiculous. So in Michigan State, out of all the colleges right now, you're at the pinnacle of having problems with assaults. And yet you're still chiming in on Michigan is ridiculous. So, Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And thanks again, Steve, for that call. Yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about that now. We're going to be talking about the Ohio State stuff. Uh, there is some stuff that has been brought up since you left your voicemail today. Um, and then I'm sure that different things will change here throughout the week. But, yeah, that – well, here's the thing. If – if <laughs> I was going to bring this up later and everything, but if, if they think that it's a legitimate reason to talk about a coach's opinion on chicken, which that's just – a technically that's just a person's opinion on chicken, you know, with the way that they're taking it. Because they're not getting into the whole idea of it being superstitious or, you know, the sports-related superstition or using it as a story or analogy or however we were saying before. They were just taking it as what what they were saying of just an opinion on chicken, non-sports-related. Right. All these other fan bases jump on top of it. Sports media jumps on top of it just because it was a coach that said it. Mm. Now... Something happens where it is directly related with a football program. Right. What could happen to that football program? A coach possibly being fired 
uh, multiple coaches possibly and administration and all these other things, Title IX allegations and yeah. all this other stuff going on with the football program. And, and Michigan, one of the and, and best it, coaches, right? And, one yeah, of and nobody's supposed to, right. and nobody's supposed to talk about it, right? Now, now, of course, I understand that some of what there's some what some people are saying is that you know Michigan fans shouldn't be saying some of the things that they are, which I completely agree. Like some, we were just getting done saying that some Michigan fans, as every single fan base has, say stupid things, and I know that um, Stephen was talking about some of the things that. Uh, the more comical things that you've put on Twitter and some other people have put on Twitter. Yeah. That's not, and I know you're, and I know, and you, you can say this too and say however you want to say it too. That's not making fun of what has happened, but just the whole, like uh, essentially all the, uh, you know, what we're talking about right now, the comparison of how big they're making of a deal about chicken. And then this serious stuff comes up and so using kind of visual illustration, representation, GIFs, whatever, and, yeah. you know, putting out the irony, yep. uh, whatever, situation with that. So it's not – yeah. So uh, people people know us well enough that they understand that situation. I, during this situation, personally, this is me, and I'm not saying that everybody has to be like me. I don't go the route of the lighter side of things. It's just like I haven't said a whole lot. I've just kind of let it pan out because this is like, right. you know, bigger – like this is – we. I didn't say a whole lot when the Penn State thing happened. That thing was a lot more complex than I believe this one is because I feel like there's more information available about this current situation with Ohio State than when Penn State happened. Uh, Things came out over time, but as far as this breaking today, there's a lot of information that's coming out when it's breaking. Right. Uh, So I feel like there's a little bit more knowledge to have with it. Um, Right. But, yeah, as I say, with everything – and I think, Craig, you share my viewpoints on this, but I'll, I'll say it for me at, at least. Anytime anything happens of a criminal nature with a sports team, a sports program, a coach, a player, an athlete, anything really, my two thoughts and reactions are I hope that tr- the truth comes out because there's often questions of, okay, did it really happen? Is the accuser, you know, because it does happen where an accuser makes up something uh, to be spiteful, to try to ruin someone's reputation, things like that. So d- hopefully the truth comes out about the right, uh, and everybody involved gets the truth comes out about, and that justice can be served. That's it. I could care less about, like, you know, I, I want my own personal agenda because, of course, the uh, another story coming out is, oh, Michigan fans can talk easy because it's not happening to them. And, of course, they'll say hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's just like if it came out and if it was proven that uh, Jim Harbaugh and or staff or something did something, it's just like take them, take them, like execute the justice. Take care of it. Do what needs to be done. It's I, – I could have – one of my best friends go and coach at Mich. Okay, how about how about this? And I and I'm not gonna. Uh, I know you pretty well, Craig. Craig yeah. and I have known each other for a while. But yeah. let's put it this way, honestly. If and and I I will say this up front. I don't think it would ever happen in everything. But let's face it. You know, I mean, uh, <sighs> this is gonna be a bad example of using you, uh, I guess. But just like sometimes when outrageous. Uh, things happen with people that they say they never saw coming. 
Right. You know, they never saw it coming. So let's say if Craig became the coach of Michigan football and won multiple championships or whatever, and then you did something like this, I I would not – I would be like, Dude. get the truth – and get and if it's true, you know, get them out. And it's just like, and yeah. you know, it'd be one of those thing, those things where it's like, if if I personally knew you, I would have co- private conversations with you, right? But right. I would not like go out there. I I would maybe advise you in the background or whatever, and just be like, look, you know, what's the truth? You know, it, it, come right. But that's yeah. like a personal interaction that. And even then, I'd be like, and I would say, if somebody came out and asked me in public, and it's just like, what do you want? I want the truth to come out, and I want justice to be served. And if that comes out that Craig did something, then lay the justice on him, and whatever right. is supposed to happen, happen. Because that's, that's just the way it is. Because, I mean, you never really know what somebody's... So how, would, how are some of these people laying out on the line that these people that they have never met... In their entire lives, are defending right. that they are defending them like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh know. my gosh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's mind boggling to know that you know. Obviously, more is going to come out, and obviously, Urban Meyer getting a leave of absence doesn't look good. It doesn't look at you know. There's either a couple things happening. I, my personal self, don't think he's coming back. Um, because obviously the whole me too movement, there's a lot of things going on that doesn't work in his favor at all. And plus, um, anytime you get a leave of absence, it usually means you're going to get fired or they're making plans to get somebody else in there that, you know, that's how it works out is what we're going to do to make the transition much easier to make urban, which is going to be shocker. It's just a shocking that this came all about and quickly, um, but you're right. It's one of the things where if you're accused of this and this happens and I lo- I like Jim Harbaugh, I love him as a coach, but man, I'd be the first. I'll tell it right now to all the fans, millions of Michigan fans, and maybe there are four fans that listen to us. <laughs> Sorry. Our statistics are a lot better than four. Right, Let me right, just say that. that. Right. I know um, that if, Jim Harbaugh did this. I'd say, you know, I want to make sure all the evidence comes in. But man, if this just if it just automatically just looks like this happened and he covered up stuff, just like Urban Meyer, it just doesn't look good. I mean, it looks like he did. Um, I'd be the first to say, you know, I want you out. <laughs> you know, sorry, Harbaugh, you're gone. I don't want. I don't care if he won multiple championships. That don't matter to me. You, you, you got to start putting ethics in the right thing to do above all that. I mean, that's right there. If you're not defending women and and women and and making them safe on college campuses and they can't be safe and assault charges against them, that tells you what kind kind of person you are as a man. It really does. It does. It says that you have no morals, you know, no ethics towards women, and it's just kind of sickening that people are actually defending. It's happening at Michigan State. It's like Michigan State should be like the the barometer of knowing what not to do because Michigan State has bumbled this whole thing. There's a few Michigan State fans that have said uh, been against all this, and that's great. But I've seen a whole lot of Michigan State fans that are 
just defending all this stuff happening. And you know what? It's not a good look. It's a terrible look. It makes your university look terrible. And, you know, and I hope Ohio State fans, there's been a few out there, a lot more than I think Michigan State fans, that said, hey, you know what? We loved Urban Meyer, but you know what? He's got to go if this is true. And, you know, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that colleges are happening. If you don't think it can happen at Michigan, you're out of your mind. Um, Michigan, you know, we, you can sit there and say, I love Harbaugh. I love Harbaugh all you want. That's cool. But you know what? <laughs> they said that about Urban Meyer and that happened. So, but you know, I like the way Jim Harbaugh is handling himself here. Like Steven was talking about, seems like he, he says some kooky things and that's about it, but I'll take that over anything. All his ethics and morals are great. And I'll just take his quirkiness and talk about nervous chickens any day <laughs> oh yeah and by what you were meaning too um because i don't know if it was necessarily clearly coming through where it's just like it can happen anywhere it and, can happen. um it can happen in michigan everybody knows that yeah so it's like um or, uh, harbaugh does not have the track record that urban meyer has which right. that doesn't help him either no um and at florida and yeah a lot of a lot of goofy stuff happening down there so yeah and you know you had florida fans chiming in too saying hey you know what this is in his first uh rodeo so yeah and so now so put switch the positions like i said uh before if this came out about jim harbaugh the, mm-hmm. if this exact information came out i'd be like get get away from this this yep. this needs to be cut out like if there was an issue in florida it should have been dealt with then um there was the issue in 2015 that he said that he didn't know about but now uh brett mcmurphy McMurf- who's been putting out this information has uh basically proven otherwise which we'll get into here in a second brett mcmurphy has been like uh, I mean, well, talk about talk about journalism and everything, and how the so our media can be a mess and everything. This whole situation, like he spearheaded, and um, even you see other journalists talking about it and everything, where he he has his sources. There's no um, uh, shoot, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, anonymous, right? Anim- animosity towards. Yeah, not animosity. Um, he knows his sources. Gosh, I, right. I can't think of the word. But um, and he has clarified sources and everything, and it is a well uh, investigated information and everything. And he said in a report, uh, or when he was on Fox, I believe, and he was talking about this. Let me get this uh, up here to make sure that I say it correctly. Um, Brett McMurphy told Fox. Uh, when it comes to the Zach Smith situation, that there's even worse information that he hasn't shared. And that was from a few hours ago. So there's more information than that's already there. But even from the information that's there, it's just kind of one of those things where Urban Meyer had to have known. And if Urban Meyer didn't know and turned a blind eye to it, that's just as bad. That's what it looks like. You're right. But to explain some of the things to people, if you haven't read it, which I think a lot of you would have or maybe heard about it or heard about all the stuff. So essentially, uh, Zach Smith was having issues at Florida. There was uh, an incident uh, of domestic violence, and there were associates around Urban Meyer that convinced 
um, Courtney Smith, uh, Zach Smith's wife, to not press charges. Right. Yep. And follow up. So things started back then. Then there was the, an incident in 2015, which I can't remember if or where it necessarily falls because I think she filed for divorce and or left him. I think it was during that time. But either way, there was an incident in 2015, and there are texts uh, that were provided to Brett McMurphy about conversations that Courtney had with other Coaches' wives, one of them being Urban Meyer's wife, who Urban Meyer's wife is also an employee of Ohio State University. So yep. this whole thing has Title IX all over it. Yeah. So it if so, if Urban Meyer goes the route, and this is this is a thing where it's just like how they decide to react to this is going to be insane, in my opinion. Like, oh, yeah. I don't I don't really see how they attempt to get out of it. Because as everybody's been saying, it's just like if your wife knows something, you basically know it. Yeah. And I mean, at, I was just talking to my wife, and she said, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> you would always." Die. I go, "Of course I would." Oh yeah. So you so know, she would tell me, right? Yeah. So if if the the way that they say their relationship is true, and there have I've read a couple of things about what he said about his relationship with his wife, his soulmate, and all these other things. If if those things are true, then it's it's the, one of those things where you tell each other basically everything, right? Especially a situation like this. So oh. here's where it gets really sicky. So Courtney had text conversations with Urban Meyer's wife. Urban Meyer said, "I have to tell my or." or his wife said, I have yeah. to tell my husband. Permission. Yeah, she asked permission. Said, yeah, basically, yeah. she asked for, for, for right. permission. Yeah, like she has to do this. So she was saying that she was going to tell Urban Meyer. Now, uh, Courtney said that there was actually no confirmation that she did. Right. But then, around the 2015 incident, uh, Courtney talked to, uh, forgive me, I'm trying to find her name here. Uh, another coach's wife, or staff person's wife. Maybe it wasn't necessarily a coach. Um, uh, where's the name? Sorry, I want to get this because... Uh, Lindsay Voltolini. Uh, it was the wife of somebody else on staff. I don't know if it was specifically a coach. But she had texts from a conversation with her that, was having a, uh, that they were talking about a conversation where Urban Meyer had or was talking to Zach Smith. And Zach Smith was co- and telling Urban Meyer that what the information that he had received was not the correct information. So there was that conversation that Urban Meyer had in, uh, in 2015 about the 2015 incident that it was not the correct information. So here's the thing. If Urban Meyer decides to come out, if they decide, if Urban Meyer and Ohio State decide to come out and say Urban Meyer knew nothing, he really knew nothing about the 2015 incident, two okay. things are coming up. <laughs> Essentially, one, he's throwing his wife under the bus. <laughs> right. In all honesty. Heaven he, forbid you, man, you can't, man. Well, no, essentially he would be because right. he, would, he would be right. saying, because, okay, so let's say um, – Man, if he if she really didn't tell him, if she really didn't tell him, then that's yeah. exposing the truth that she did not. Uh, she, t- she did yeah. not keep her promise, uh, essentially, right. or whatever, to Courtney, right. and she yep. didn't care enough 
to tell her husband. She didn't care enough about Courtney's well-being to tell her husband. That's essentially that what he would be exposing. Also, um, uh, showing that she would be in violation of the whole Title IX thing because it's supposed to be reported. Now, essentially, I think it might be supposed to be reported to somebody else other than uh, her husband and everything like that and everything. But she didn't. She knew of it, but she didn't say anything to anyone then. So it, that if if Urban Meyer and Ohio State come to say that he knew nothing, that would be one part of it. Two, he would be coming out and saying that one of his staff members' wives is a liar. Right. That she said that Urban Meyer and Zach Smith had a, had a discussion in 2015 about the, the 2015 incident. And so he would be coming out and calling they, Ohio State and Urban Meyer, would be coming out and saying that a staff member's wife is a liar. Yep. And, and so that, that would be uh, what would happen if they were coming out and saying that he knew nothing. So if he comes out and he says that he did know, then he, at least, and possibly his wife and any other staff members who may get involved with this, but at least in his contract and everything, this goes into the Title IX situation. And somebody, yeah, somebody reviewed the information that's in his contract. If he did not report Title IX uh, issues to the university or the program or department or whatever it is, then he is in violation of his contract and it can be... Grounds for firing, right? Yeah, grounds for firing and it can be terminated and everything. Right. Wow. So, so from from my understanding of reading it, those are the two big things where it's just like, okay, if you play it as he didn't know anything, you're you're really putting like essentially you're making his wife look really really bad. Yep. And you're making another staff person's wife out to be a liar. Right. Look them make them look really really bad. Yeah. So either somebody's getting thrown under the bus or. He falls on the sword. Yeah, I don't see. I do not see any way out of this. Yeah, I don't see any way out of this. I don't see how. I I really do think that he knew, because like we already said, if if his wife knew, I can't see how she wouldn't have said something to him. Right. So yeah, just not. Uh, not a good thing uh, for that because I don't see how there's really any way out of it. And here, here's the thing, too, that compacts on top of that because you mentioned how he is on paid administrative leave. Right. Uh, and how that usually leads to a transition and everything. Mm-hmm. They're already doing more than Michigan State has done with any of their situations that have involved Izzo or D'Antoni. Right. Oh, I've got people have already said, you know, commented and said, you know, you got to find the evidence. And I'm like, what do you mean evidence? You can have there's there is some evidence about uh, Izzo and D'Antonio, you know, and you can put them on paid administrative leave too till you gather all the evidence. Yeah, Most, you know, so that yeah. happens. That happens a lot. Yeah, essentially though, anything doesn't mean anything. Exactly. That's the huge part about this. Where the difference is is Ohio State is taking action, whatever you know, yeah, big or small action. Excuse me, it may be right now, but Michigan State never really did anything because they never put anybody on administrative leave. And so what that has done for Michigan State is essentially it has let it slowly but not completely kind of die. Yeah. Like it just, you, you draw it out, you draw it out, you draw it out. Now, see, if they put somebody on paid administrative leave, there's two things that have to happen. Either they get fired 
or they get taken off of paid administrative leave. You know what right. that does? That draws more attention. That draws more attention back to it. So by them never putting anybody on paid administrative leave, they can let this thing die out. Yeah. They can just be like, hey, we don't have to take action because nobody's on paid administrative leave. We don't have to inve- technically really investigate anything. Draw it out, draw it out, draw it out. People will Something else will come out and people will forget about it. With this situation with Ohio State – for them, they either have to fire, which would be a huge thing, or they have to reinstate Urban Meyer, which would be another huge thing. Right. Because you know right. that that would be a huge news thing. So whatever yeah. happens, there is going to be light put on on this situation. There is going to be coverage put on this situation because some sort of action has to be taken now. Yeah. They either have to reinstate him or they have to fire him. Michigan State never did anything. Anything like that? Well, they draw it out. I mean, that's why he had Izzo saying, "I'm gonna, I'll comment it after the season." He never did, so he's like riding it out, saying, "It's like, well, as long as we ride this out and and, and weeks and months go by, people forget about it." That's yeah, what, it, that's yeah, that's that's essentially what's going for because that that's the exact thing. They don't have to do anything. There, nope. there, there is no light that really has to be shed on it because it's just like. You know, some other things come up. Time time goes on, and you know, people might talk about here or there. Now, of course, still a lot of stuff is going on with the Larry Nasser stuff, but the the situation with the uh, racist player and everything. You know, there's no action really with that. There's no action with uh, the potential or the it wouldn't be uh, the assaults, and I think there was uh, some other things with that. But So there are those situations where no action was taken, but they're saying do, they're doing stuff. And maybe they are. I'm not straight up coming saying that they're not. But they didn't take an action to show and put themselves in a position where they have to do something about it, like right. Ohio State did. Right. So, right. Yep, exactly. So it's, all, it's a mess all around what's going on so and i'm telling you man all these campuses better be better start really really examining your programs and your coaches and everybody and making sure everything's in place because it's 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 starting to you know you had art briles you had penn state you had all kinds of problems happening in coaches letting this kind of uh these kind of terrible things happening on their campus and you you can't cover them up man you got to do the right thing it doesn't matter winning doesn't matter when it comes to this stuff yeah no absolutely and we'll talk a little bit before we end here just kind of the a little bit of the football side of things right now we're talking about more of the program and the coaching thing but we'll mm-hmm. talk about the football side of things in a minute. That's that's very like backseat to all of this. Like this, that's like that's not really important. It's a conversation, but it's not important. So we're gonna finish up a couple things and then kind of mention some of that here before we sign off. But the uh, another thing that I wanted to say though too is <clears throat> with the Ohio State thing. Either way, as it turns out, like I said, where either Urban Meyer uh, they come out with a uh, with the message of Urban Meyer knew nothing or Urban Meyer knew something, if Urban Meyer knew nothing, then his wife was a um, an enabler right. uh, of the domestic violence. Or if Urban Meyer knew something, he was an enabler of domestic violence. Yeah. So either way, there's really no way of getting out of that. No. no. So it, it, it's too big. I don't see how he still sticks around with it. Um, it, it might be a little bit of a different conversation if this was like 
the first and kind of only thing, but it's a track record. He has other issues. Uh, Urban Meyer has other issues with players. He has uh, and all this stuff and everything. Not saying that, oh, it would be okay if this was the only thing. I'm just saying it, it would be a, a little bit of a different conversation. And not saying that he shouldn't lose his job then, but just saying, you know, it, it'd be a different conversation. Like, there would be different things kind of said. But this this is a track record thing. Uh, talking about the Hernandez situation, p- other player situations at Florida and things like that. The mess and dismay that Florida was in when he left. Uh, Smith was having f- issues in Florida. He had issues in 2015. Recent issues. Things going on for multiple years. So yep. this is a track record. So it's, it's just uh, I, I don't see how he stays in my own personal opinion. I, th- uh, I think it's going to change. I don't know how long it's going to take for any it's kind of announcement. Yeah, usually it's pretty rare you get an administrative leave and you're able to return. I haven't seen it very much, that happening. So, Yeah, so that's the conversation. Do you have anything else that you kind of want to say about this? I mean, like, we don't really need to go through and read the report. I think a lot of people yeah. have, but it's just like that's kind of the uh, some of the stuff to look at it. Um, like yeah, we were saying just, of, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, just. You know, I think Michigan fans, you know, as much as we love Michigan, this is, you know, it, it can happen on any campus like you're talking about. This kind of stuff is happening a lot on big-time big schools, big-time coaches letting things like this ride out on when it comes to uh, sexual assaults, assaults on women. And this, I'm telling you what, man, this, this things have got to change. This mindset that's happening, that winning is everything, it's got to change because when it comes to that kind of crap, man, I'm telling you, I'll put my foot down and say it's not uh, – It's not. if Michigan goes through this, you know, I'd say fall, fire them all. If they all had something to do with it, they're covering it up. So, Yeah, yep, absolutely. So um, we'll maybe discuss it kind of as it goes on. Um when the f- final decision is made and everything. Um, but we don't really need to be cover- uh, covering it you know, week by week because, I mean, this is Michigan football, so we'll talk about that more. But as far yeah. as, like, the highlights go, we'll bring it up. Uh, but one thing, uh, conversation have um, before we finish is kind of, like, how this – because I don't really want to save this for later because I just want to have this conversation now because uh, I don't want us to have, like, an Ohio State episode – necessarily really because uh, it fits with this uh, part and the segment and everything, but it's just kind of like, so essentially it looks like Urban Meyer is leaving Ohio State and so it's going to change a lot of things. It's probably going to rock a lot of things um, and like this is this is very small, like I said, this is not really important, but this is just like the football conversation then. Right. Um Harbaugh will have been winless against Urban Meyer. Um, not saying that I'm saying that I wish that Urban Meyer would stay on staff at all. Like, this is not all what I'm saying. I'm, I'm wishing that uh, Harbaugh could have beaten him. I mean, he could have. He almost did. Um, right. But right. Uh, but that's going to kind of be a bummer because, like I even said, and I, I, I absolutely did not think it was going to be this way. Um, but I said something, watch, Ohio State is going to have a bad year, Michigan's going to win, and everybody's going to downplay it. Um, yeah, likely, I, man. Usually, yeah. sometimes that's what happens. 
Yeah, so I, I said that a few weeks ago. I was just like, you know what I'm going to hate to see happen is if something happens, Ohio State has a down year, they lose several games, and Michigan, then the conversation will be Michigan beat Ohio State because Ohio State wasn't really that good. Right. And and so, like I said, like this this is this is not important. This is just a conversation with it. So um, it, it, that might come up and everything. Uh, I I I've had conversation with other Ohio State fans. Uh, I mean, not since all this happened, but uh, when when Michigan and Ohio State would play and everything. And one of the Ohio State fans was just like, I always want Michigan and Ohio State to be undefeated when they play because I want you know the best of the best and all that. And it's just like, well, they always give a hundred percent. At the right. time, I mean, like, remember when Michigan went into uh, could have gone into overtime with Ohio State, but they went for the win by two when Michigan was a sucky team, but they almost beat Ohio State. Well, that um, one, uh, Devin Gardner, right? Yeah, and yep. so it's just like so. Even if they're not undefeated, there are still good games, and it's still a rivalry, right? Um, but yeah, I would have liked to see, you know, the head to head and everything with that. Right. Um, you know, the two coaches at their pinnacles going back and forth and things like that. But that that's minuscule with that. There was something else I was going to say with it or whatever, but. Um, yeah, especially with this year with Michigan. And, yeah, I can understand why yeah. people did that. So, yeah, and a lot of people tweeted it. A lot of people said that. But, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, anything can happen. And been a crazy week, I tell you. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I brought it up because I saw some people talking about it where it's just like, yeah, it's kind of but, – but that's the thing where it's just like winning and the game is not that more important than all this other conversation that we had before this. Right. That's kind of why I'm having it afterwards where it's just like, you know, a footnote to a footnote. Right. So right. – um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that changes, what it changes, uh, and when they announce anything with a different coach, but yep. Yep. Exactly. I'm sure we'll have further conversation down the weeks ahead. So, and you know, more, like you said, there's probably more coming out about this. So, yeah. Yep. So, uh, long episode. We'll just end here. There's. What? Probably one our, it's probably one of our longest. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. One of the longest. I don't know if it would be the longest, but it's one of the longest for sure. So uh, thanks for sticking with us uh, through the whole thing. We'll just go ahead and end here. Don't need to draw out any further, but we'll we'll be back next week with more stuff. Um, you know, we're in August now. So college, college football is here this month. There are some college football games before the end of the month. So. I'd say the closer we get, the more – you know, things come out about everything and some craziness always happens around this time anyways. So, Oh gosh. Yeah. It could be insane. So, <laughs> all right. But yeah, we'll see. So, uh, we hope you guys uh, are having a good week, but, uh, we'll go ahead and end here. We always thank you guys for, uh, tuning in and hanging out with us and we'll finish things off as always with go blue. Go blue.